Tuning in to 808s and Drape on U Choice Radio, your host, Tony Draper. Today, we have some great interviews for you. You got my co host from the Whatever Podcast. So, first, we will bring you Adele. She's a dope singer, dope artist. She runs with artists like Sky Zoo, Royce the Five Nine. Great production team, the Street Runners. I'm sure you heard of them. She once charted at 21 on the Apple's charts with her album Dreamers and Thinkers. So we gonna get right into that interview, and then after that we have NBA legend Cedric Maxwell, Finals MVP, joining us this week. You're so welcome. All right. Um, I wanted to actually touch on some of the like anniversaries and some of the uh, milestones that uh, came up this week. It was the uh, 30-year anniversary of Ice Cube's uh, America's Most Wanted, his debut album. Wow. And he actually went on IG and did a listening party for the oh, uh, cool. for the CD. Uh, well, it was a cassette back then. <laughs> and also, uh, the 21st was the birthday of the late Notorious B.I.G. as well. Yeah. Um, that was actually uh, on the 21st. And what actually stood out with that was um, his son CJ would be 24 in October, which right. is the same amount of time that uh, Biggie was alive, mm-hmm. which is a big part. Uh, it's it's kind of like, nost- uh, with me living back then, it's hard to believe that it's actually been that long. Were you influenced by... Um, any of his music? Oh, of course. Um, I mean, who wasn't influenced by Biggie? And what's so incredible about him is that um, he's had such a lasting impact with such a small body of work. Right. That just goes on and on and on. And I often say, like, you know, there was always that comparison of him and Pac. Yeah. And, like, Biggie was the lyricist, you know? Pac, right. however, had that, like, that it factor, that je ne sais quoi, that like he got on the mic, it didn't matter if the beat was bad, it didn't matter what he was saying, you were buying it, you were believing it. Right. And and another connection they had, they were both Gemini's as well. What are you, uh, what, what are some of your, where are you from, and also, what's your sign, since we're there with the, we have to shine some light on your talent as well. Um, well, I was born in South Africa, okay. and I grew up in Florida, South Florida, and now I live in Atlanta, and I'm a Leo, 100%. Hey, okay. So, Lion uh, gang. I'm a Cancer, so I don't think people like to hear as much about Cancer. Ah, so water sign. Yeah, so what... Okay, we look at your uh, your own music uh, that you've made, and I see you made uh, music with Royce and Fat Joe. Beef mm-hmm. uh, was from Detroit. I'm from Toledo, Ohio, 45 minutes from Detroit, and me and Solomon are currently in Tampa. So, what, are, what helped build your sound, and who do you like to listen to? Um. So. You know, I I think my sound primarily was heavily influenced by Nas. That was my guy. And I'm into yes, 
I'm a Nas girl all the way. But, um, you know, I was influenced by so many people. Like, I just love music. So it didn't matter if it was, like, Frank Sinatra or Pac or Big or Nas or Meek Mill or Royce. Good yeah. music is just good music to me. I like that. And I feel like music should be timeless, just like we're celebrating, you know, Big Birthday and we still love his music. It's never going to be not great. Correct. So, you know, I'm very influenced by artists that are like that. Timeless and classic. What are things you think make uh, music timeless and classic? Like, definitely, we know uh, now most people just chase a sound and right. stay original. Um, what does your uh, upbringing help you? Do you bring that into how you write your your, music, your lyrics and like South Africa to America? Like, uh, does that play a part in any of your music? I mean, you know, a small part, I guess. It, to me, a lot of my music is just relevant to what I, I'm going through at the time. So I have had songs on um, each album that I feel like came from that very personal place. Uh, my first album, you know, um, I wrote a song on there that was the intro, and we kind of spliced some Nelson Mandela in there just to show people, like, where I came from. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so I do try to bring that in, but I also just try to be myself and, like, make sure that whatever I'm saying on a record is who I am and what I'm about. Well, that's a great answer, and it shows that. Any of you guys got a question? Yeah, I wanted to ask, um, as far as the type of music that she does, what influences her to uh, go to a different type of style um when she actually is listening to something and it's influenced uh what motivates her to try different new things i think it's like the feeling you get right like there's a certain vibe when you listen to music like if i want to get in a certain mood like i said i can throw on like uh you know meek me or, or or royce or roddy rich or any of these guys you know you want to get in that mood so it's kind of like, where am I right now? Like, where's my vibe? Where do I want to go with it? And I feel like I don't ever want to box myself in as an artist. I sing and I rap. So for me, I just want to make music that I can stand behind. I'm an independent artist. Um, I'm kind of super proud of my independence and being able to keep that. So for me, there's no rules. All right. Yeah. Um, my bad, I came in late. I had technical difficulties with my computer, but speaking of you being an independent artist, and I was watching some of your videos, you was dropping a lot of gems, but I'm saying like a lot of videos you're giving out pretty much advice, free advice, but what kind of made you want to give out free advice to some independent rappers coming up? I just saw like, you know, when you come up in, in, in this business, it's like super cutthroat, right? And a lot of the times you're taking, you're taking a lot of hits. It's like those constant jabs that you're getting. And I just looked at it like if I could help a few artists kind of just lead them down the right road, then that's what I want to do. Because there were people in my career that, you know, helped guide me. And I took what they said to heart. And I was like, okay, that's what you're saying. I'm going to go do that. And I feel like there's other artists that are independent and want to keep their independence. 
but they may not know the way to do it. And so, you know, we're capable, we can do this. It's just go find the information and let's go. Exactly. Uh, who are some of those people that help give, give you that start? And who are some of the people you like that's on your team you would like to shout out, like uh, engineers or anything like that? Um, my biggest, my biggest player on my team is Street Runner, uh, legendary super producer Street Runner. He's produced the majority of my stuff uh, and my music, so he's just always, you know, he he's up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and he's always kept me like in this very high standard of making music. You know, like if it don't sound right, he's like, no, go back, throw it out. Perfect start again and um and I ha I've had this great team of songwriters I've worked with for so many years I've used the same engineer Tommy EP um I just started a songwriting um camp with a few of my girlfriends shout out to Alanda and Frankie um you know so I'm always I'm always trying to network and build um you know I have my guy Jimmy O he's like in my corner with me um, on the executive tip as far as like opening doors and walking in the right buildings. So this, what we do musically is not an in, you know, it's a team. It's, it's like the teamwork, you know, makes the dream work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they, these guys get tired of me sending it in the uh, group chat at least once a week. <laughs> like, uh, but it seems like that's what makes everything work. It's like, uh, they yeah. say reach one, reach one. And another quote I just seen is, the way to get what you want, you want, is by helping as many other people you can help get what they want. So, and um, and, and here's another quote: "Quote, alone you go faster; together you go further." That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, so is like there that. is there so, any other uh, things within the entertainment field that you're interested in uh, pursuing uh, in the near future or uh, in the late future? Um, I'm just like opening my mind up right now and I'm you know it me being an artist for so long and then getting to a point and going you know you're you're more than just an artist you're a creator you know um I'd love to start possibly directing music videos and and you know just getting all that under my belt because I've done these things for myself for so long so I'm and that's and that's what I'm realizing like if I could pass on the game and kind of you know, teach people, I think that, you know, that's my job, really. Yeah, All right, I got, go ahead. Oh, you good. Yeah, I had nothing. <laughs> All right, I got two more questions, one for me and one for my girl, because she listened to your music and she, she felt like it was pretty dope to have a baby, have, have a, have your music playing, my baby in the background, she doing a little dance and stuff, uh... too. <laughs> But my music, my question for me is, um, you know, using the studio with Royce Five and Nine and uh, Dave East, what was the, what was kind of like the vibe? Like, what is it like being in the studio with, you know, Dave East up and coming, Royce and Five Nine? So I don't have a song with Dave East. I have a song with John Connor and Royce the Five Nine. Okay, my bad. Oh, good. Uh, both Detroit legends to me, both spitters. Like, um, I'm a huge fan of John Connor, and um, and it's crazy because when I did 
those that particular song crowned i um had the idea i laid my verse and the hook i actually john was in la and i said to him i have this idea um can you take a listen and if you like it hop on it and he turned it back around to me in two days nice. then i was just capping the album like closing it out the six songs were done and a couple days before the six songs were done Street Runner was in Detroit with Royce and Royce jumped on the record. So, you know, that was like mind blowing because I'm such a fan of Royce. Like he's one of my favorite rappers to watch perform live. Like he's a beast. He's a king at it. Like he'll get on stage and he sounds just like he does on his records. His energy's all the way live. So um, I had been bugging him. Like every time I had seen him, I had kind of been like, oh, you're going to get me this verse. You're going to get me this verse. And uh, I got it in the ninth hour. And that song is so incredible. I mean, even the, the gospel choirs on there are, are live. Like I was in the studio with the, with the singers and they were freestyling right in the booth. Wow. That's lit. Yeah, sometimes you got to bug people, man, to get what you want. I mean, to get results. I mean, nothing wrong with that. So, and the question is for my girl. She said, "What is it like being a female artist in a, you know, they say it's a mostly dominated field, um, dominated so, male field?" So. Yeah. So I think that I, I honestly want to say that I was really lucky, right? I am around some of the greatest men in the business. And they have always treated me like I'm an equal. So I can't say that I've had a terrible experience in the business. But I also think that when you go into a situation and you put up certain expectations, like, okay, you're going to respect what I have to say, you know, because I'm going to respect what you say and vice versa. I think it just makes for a more positive scenario. So I'm, I'm super lucky, like, I, you know, some of the, some of the biggest players on my team are male, yeah. and, you know, I've just been, I've just been lucky like that. So, what do you, for us, today's our big break, uh, you, you interviewing us, it's our big break, it's like, uh, this is our first substantial interview for real, so, we, ha we have, like, a YouTube, other YouTubers, but, this is by far our biggest. So what was that moment for yours when you feel like the delusions are not, they're real now? Um, uh, That's so easy. So it was, it was all within 24 hours. I, when I dropped my album, Dreamers and Thinkers, um, at midnight when I saw the album track list and I saw Adila featuring Fat Joe, Voice of Five Nine, John Connor, Cool G Rap, Core Mega, Sky Zoo, Torre. I was like, Kid Vicious, Clemmer Shot. I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, you. I did that. I did that. And then <laughs> when I got to see it on iTunes and it hit number 21 on the charts, and I got to see it next to Drake. Yeah. And, and, you know, and next to, like, the, the big guys in the business, I was like, okay, you know, um, yeah. it validated me being an independent artist. It validated, like, putting in all the work that I did, you know, yeah. all those years prior. Because when you are an independent artist and, and just any artist in the business, you plant these seeds and you got to keep planting them and keep planting them and water them and, you know, and eventually they grow. 
but yeah. you got to stay consistent. Another quote, uh, you don't eat the fruit the same day you plant your seed. Um, yeah. Just, so that's uh, it's amazing to see someone grow, do it independently. Like you said, you are surrounded by greatness. The music sounds like it. It has that, like, you can tell you're not taking anyone's style. It's original. Classic rappers, Coogee Rap and Royce on the same album. That's nuts. What yeah, do you think? I, that also was a moment for me. Like, when I when I heard Coogee Rap say my name, I was like, wait. <laughs> you know, like, this is G-Rap. You know, yeah. and then getting in the studio with Cormega, I mean, he's He's a legend to me, you know, like, um, just, just, just knowing that I got these kind of rappers, these, these, this level of rapper on my project and they all brought their A game. Like, you know, it, it was like, I was humbled. That was a humbling moment for me. Yeah. I know being with Cormega met a lot, especially with um, connection with Nas, yeah, and Megas, you know, we've become really good friends, and you know, and that's the thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm real blessed to have some of these people in my life. What's next for you? So it's crazy because you know we're in quarantine mode, and I have like three EPs in the chamber. I bet. And I'm like, I just did so. I right before quarantine happened, I was in New York with Rock Wilder, and we mm. did three songs. Um, I spent like a weekend there and we did three songs. And so, I mean, it, it was like so quickly. And then we came, I came back from New York and it was like everything shut down. And then I have something coming with my executive room. And then like on the low, I've been working on my own private three records. I got some soul samples on there. I'm like, listen, this is what I want. And um, so I'm in the process of getting things mixed, mastered. Um, I'm doing the things I didn't want to do, like beyond social really heavy like just being on that you know just getting in that zone right now um i'm also yeah. working with a friend of mine and partner therapist mandy we are really heavily working together to help end the stigma of mental health in the music business yes. especially i thought that was really really important so we are doing uh, a six-week course we're doing live video chats with people, group chats. We are dropping um, videos every week on different topics because in this business, part of being successful is also being mentally healthy. So um, I just, I feel like I have so many things going on and, you know, um, I'm just planting those seeds right now. Yes. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Um, any other questions? I have one more question, but I'll let the guys go. Any more questions? Well, my question is, you pretty much already answered. I was going to ask how you, how do you cope with all this Corona stuff going on and getting your stuff out? But I say this is a perfect time. You know, if you, um, if you want to work on anything as far as your craft, it's a perfect time to master your craft. You know, you say you got your EPs. I know you probably look back at, look back at them a couple of times. Say, okay, what can I fix on this and that? But nah, I'm like. Fire. It's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so you're uh you're very well traveled. Where's your favorite place to uh one perform and two to vacation? Ooh. Uh so I wanna say that um ooh, that's really hard. Um 
I'll perform anywhere. Like if you asked me tomorrow to go perform in someone's living room, I would just do it. Like, I, I, I used to do cable, so you don't want to go in a lot of living rooms. <laughs> yeah, but um, I just, what makes a performance good, it doesn't matter what city it's in, it's just the energy of the people. So some cities, they're live, and some you got to make them live. Right. Um, but my best place to travel is I was, I was in Africa last year, two years ago to see my grandma. That was a great trip. I love London. It's like my vibe all the way. It's old and new. You know, it's a great mix. The people are amazing. So, um, I'm a people person. I'll go anywhere and make friends. That's great. That's dope. My question was, do you have the Grammy in your sights? Is that a personal goal? And how far do you think you're off from it? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't even think about that anymore. Like, you know, you're, you're just like, fuck it. I, I'd rather have all the fans and, and people just really, you know. Well, we are wishing you uh, success, and I believe you'll get one. You're Thank definitely talented. You. Are you acting? Yes. No, but you, never, you know, never know. Yes, you should. Maybe uh, potty might be for you. Uh, get on camera. Uh, just, yes. Well, we appreciate you having you. We don't want to take too much of your time. Thank you, guys. And definitely uh, send me the link of the podcast. I want to share it on my network. And this was really an amazing conversation. I'm honored to be on this show. You guys are super intelligent, amazing guys. So thank you. And we're A-list now because we had you here. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a good weekend. Bless you. Thank you. Looks boring. The latest news and rumors of the latest week. And finish off the last dance review. Let's go. Gave information for that book that um yeah yeah the person yeah. the columnist wrote yeah yeah so yeah uh, <laughs> he did it I think it was him probably was I mean with all the information he probably would have had to go to more than one source but he was probably one of the sources yeah even if it was like 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 kind of little bit of information you know what I'm saying if you give information you give information you know what I mean. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something you it's definitely something you get it from inside the locker room. I mean, for something to do that good as far as the book. But we we not we not uh, too sure. Uh, the the uh, Jerry Krause didn't do it. 
I ain't never think of that. Jerry Krause could have been the one doing it. You know what I mean? He's the one who had the little little uh, bone to pick with Jordan. I mean, since Jordan came back from that injury, he was in on Jerry Krause every moment he got a chance to uh, get at him. You know what I mean? So, could have yeah, came Jerry Krause. Exactly, yeah. He said, this, this is a little trick to stay short, huh? This is what you drink to stay short. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Jerry Krause, man? You think he just went to tear down everything and then build it back up to say, I did it, or he just didn't have the money and shit. Man, he was just on some old power trip. I think like, he was his ego. Yeah, his ego. Yeah, because the guy, the um, was the owner, the other Jerry, he was like, yeah, they could have bought back the team back, but I mean, it had to be some sacrifices made. It would have been like a one year deal for everybody. Yeah, they should have did that if they would have just offered it. Like, man, just offer it. Like, but I think he really just like, I think he hated Phil Jackson more than everybody. And we really didn't even get to see him about that because and all the best thing is he brought Bill Jackson there. Yeah, <laughs> he got rid of old boys so right. he can take over. So I don't, and then Phil, I know he right. he felt the type of way. <laughs> I think it was after they uh, was it a fifth championship or they fourth? I think it's the fifth one. Phil Jackson's like, yeah, we couldn't do it without our great GM Jerry Krause. The crowd. chance in hell he was coming back. He said he wasn't going to come back at all nah. unless they raised that uh that ticket. Yeah, he kept trying to pick them, man. Yeah. And what y'all think? Like, should he be right? Is he right to say, uh, call out Mike for saying he's, uh, Mike calling himself Celtics and now he mad? Like, he was kind of, though. Like, Pippen? Yeah, do Pippen got a reason to be mad? Well, I mean... You gotta look out for yourself, even if you're not selfish in the in the, in the sports like that. He he played that game in Utah on a bad back and was basically the decoy during the entire game. You know what I'm saying? But then who's to say after that game if he was gonna be able to play at the same level again? You know what I'm saying? So small right. things like that is what he was basically protecting himself from the previous <laughs> years. Yeah, but going back, he was calling. He was calling himself because at the beginning of the season, though, I think that uh, when Scotty um, held out, sat out for like, what was that, to like January, there? He didn't come back to then. 
Yeah, yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I, that probably was selfish on Scotty's part. I mean, <laughs> you think about Jordan, man. He, <laughs> but going where he was, man, having to carry the team by itself, which, I mean, he still kind of did. <laughs> um, yeah. Get them six championship reigns, man. But to have them guys play at the same level that he played at, man, uh, demanding that they played at that same level that he played at, I mean, <laughs> Jordan's like, hey, we – we got everything now. Like, we don't really, like, this is perfect right here, dude. Like, Scotty, why you messing this up? <laughs> yeah. Like, nigga, vacation? Like, you tri- tripping. And then people keep talking about Mike can't do it by himself, but this nigga Scotty uh, didn't play the first half of the season, and then he was hurt in the finals. Yeah. yeah. I, man, people, now you got to stay on Facebook, man. He pissed me off with this Michael Jordan shit, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you got to call it how it is, man. Like, right. Kobe, that's my nigga, dog. Like, I, that's my goal, my personal goal. But I got to call it how it is. Jordan, Jordan yeah. better than Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no competition in that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like this man, I forgot what, I forgot what playoff game it was. This man scored, like, 44 points, <laughs> and the rest of the team scored 42. I'm like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, <laughs> Mr. Suggs, yeah, like, that man is ridiculous, man. He had half, half a team points in the finals. Yeah, this one nigga was like, y'all got to stop trying to uh, trying to rewrite Jordan history like he was some mythical being. I'm like, uh, man, we ain't got to rewrite nothing because back then, I thought you were from there. Yeah, people just want to touch him, man. Like, damn, I just touched God. Man. You're right. <laughs> like, now I see why they call him Black Jesus. Right. Still, yeah. break down this dude. Accusing Jay of stealing his book bag. <laughs> Man, the bigger news is that Jay Z was actually on IG Live in some form. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> and breaking breaking news earlier today, the same guy went on live with uh, Lenny S and Tata. Mm. Uh, so Jay Z had to. He got. And he and he he's going in saying, "Hey." Jay did it. He gotta be Jay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So he, he went. He went on. He went on before Jay. He 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 actually um went on with uh Guru. I'm saying he he went on IG Live before Jay went on IG Live. Yeah, he was actually um well, it was Guru's uh live. Oh. So Jay Z, I don't even think Jay Z has a I. Well, he might have an IG like a, a sneak account, but mm-hmm. it was Guru's account. That he was talking to, and Jay Z was in the room. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So we seen Jay Z on IG Live, and that ain't never happened. <laughs> we, we seen, we seen his. I think it was his left hand on IG Live. Jay Z just had to be like, "Oh, I'm here." Yeah. Oh man, if you if, if you see the video again, it's hilarious because my man is like, I had a book bag full of toilet paper, Olivero toilet paper. And it, it, I, I talk to every suspect, and it has to be you. <laughs> no, no, <it> Jay Farrell. <laughs> Man, somebody said it was Atheon Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> it could be anybody being Jay Z voice, man. That's Man. funny. Yeah, but in honor of Biggie's birthday, what's y'all favorite big song? Oh man. Yeah. I'm gonna say, Phil, you take that one. I gotta think about that one. <laughs> uh, my favorite one. 
would have to be a, a storytelling song. Um, niggas bleed. Mm. Niggas bleed. Mm. No, I was I was obsessed with that song at one point, man. Yeah, <laughs> and you can actually see everything, and then on the, on top of being able to see it, uh, mm. Puff had a way of making the atmosphere in the background sound like the story. Yes, you know what I mean. Puff is like real underrated when it comes to p- putting together the uh the music, and actually, you know what I'm saying. With Biggie, they had that with that song, and uh, somebody got to die. You could hear the the atmosphere in the background that matched with the verse. You know what I mean. But Biggie's lead, it it is is storytelling at its best. I think Biggie is top three storytellers of all time. Yeah, he could like you said, you could visualize his storytelling too, man. And he and took it a step further with Life After Death because it's 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 a CD, like not a CD, but it's one album worth of storytelling songs on uh, Life After Death, even though it's a double uh, album. You know, what I mean, he could he could take most of those songs and make a whole storytelling album. What's the name of the song he was on? Uh, that song, uh, Reasonable Doubt. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Finest. That's my favorite. Brooklyn Finest. That's the nastiest. I think that's like, if I had to pick one song to represent hip hop, like, you only can tell uh, your kid one song in the future, like, what song would it be? I think that's like, I think that song is like hip hop. My second favorite would be another song with Jay Z. That's on uh, your favorite album, that uh, Young G's. <laughs> That ain't my favorite album. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm thinking like, you can't say that shit. No way out. No way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is my shit, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's when I realized, like, oh, he is the GOAT. When I was yeah, a little yeah. kid, I was like, ah, oh, he had just died, too. Yeah. Uh, that shit was supposed to be called Hell Up in Harlem. Mm. I'ma go with <laughs> I'ma go with the what on Ready to Die. Ooh. Which is the only song that he did a collab with on that CD with Method Man. You know and that just mm. that just showed the respect that he had for Method Man. Like, yo, you the only nigga dope enough <laughs> to be on this shit. So let's do this thing. And he was beefing with his boys and still put them on an album. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what's that song, man? It's like, this goes out to you, you. Oh, Kicking uh, the Door. Kicking the Door. That, that's one of my favorite shits, too. The thing, hey. I don't, the thing is, like, like back then, like, when them niggas, they used to hop on songs together, man, this would make Wu-Tang so good, because it was like a competition in verses and shit, like, who gonna have the better verses? So it was, like, was kind of like a battle within within the song and shit. Yeah. You know, he uh recorded Kicking the Door in a wheelchair, or in a walker, because he had just got into that accident with uh Seeds. And mm. he was talking okay. about uh J. Rue the Damager. Who worked with uh, DJ Premier and Premier produced the song. So when he got to that part where he was like, "Son, I'm surprised you run with them," he was looking uh, DJ Premier directly in the face, and Premier was like, "Oh, I know what he's talking about." <laughs> That's crazy. I, I thought you talking about Wu Tang in that song. Oh, he was talking about everybody. Wu Tang, uh, uh, J Rue the Damager. He even talked about Nas on there. 
And then the thing about it is, watch the movie because he was playing. It's kind of like what's that movie? Uh, Robert Townsend made Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. It was yeah. basically Hollywood. Yeah, he was shedding light that black people get passed over. They was making fun of Hollywood for rather than hiring somebody in blackface than hiring a black dude. Yeah. And then they uh, in the movie, so it was like you can tell they ain't get it. People are not trying to cop and and. In, the, in Twitter, too, they're like, he did this because of that. They're like, I don't care, I don't care. I was like, man, go to bed, man. It's, it's <laughs> they don't like, even know about bad. Robert Downey Jr. actual past. They'd rather be mad at what he did in the movie. He was really actually on drugs in his past, for real. Yeah, man. Like, he almost really got canceled before even getting a chance to make that movie. Yeah, that was like his comeback. Yeah. That was like the first time we've seen him in years. That's why he did it, because he was canceled. <laughs> and then he was like, shit, I'm already canceled. What are they going to do? <laughs> I can't get canceled or or or. That shit blew him up to make you, he was a dude disguised as another dude playing the dude. Then he got offended. <laughs> now we're going to cancel him for that. That's wild. And then Carl Malone, he don't give a damn. Dude live on the farm. And then the only reason we know is because I'm pretty sure is he never had a relationship with the son. And now they just uh, got cool. So somebody Man, not even it. that. It's just how he played him though. Like he <laughs> he graduated from high school, and Carl Malone was like. Well, I know I'm your dad, but you're a grown man now, so yeah. you should yeah. stand on your own two feet. <laughs> that's, a country, that's a country ass. Dude, he gave a consolation prize. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, that's horrible. Yeah, like you said, I, I see your post, you said you, uh, you, said you hated Carl Malone when you were a kid. Man, you I was like that? 11 years old watching the jazz game. I think the Jazz was playing the Bulls, maybe. And, you know, my uh, my grandfather on my dad's side was living in Illinois. So I'm looking at the game. I'm like, man, I hate Carl Malone. He's like, why? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just hate him. He was like, never say you hate somebody if you don't have a reason. So man, I started looking for reasons. <laughs> hate this nigga. Remember that elbow he gave Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, he gave him stitches. Yeah. He's dirty, and then he tried to holler at Kobe's uh, wife and tried to say he wasn't. That was tripping. Yeah, he kind of like ill, man. man. Like, you yeah, watch. it's a grimy dude, man. <laughs> like it's, it's underlying shit with that, cause I'm like, I'm looking at all that, and I'm like, damn, how the hell he get on Soul Plane? Right. <laughs> I'm alone, man. You could have got on Soul Plane. Could have been Kevin Garnett, or fucking. I would have had Tim Duncan before Carl Malone. 
Team name, it just said the Chicago Bulls forty five. Oh, speaking of that nigga, that's about the last dance. That motherfucker was wild, bro. <laughs> that boy showed up with Carmel Electra. Uh, what was it, Nitro? Yeah, that boy showed up on Nitro. <laughs> they said Dennis Rodman played basketball on the side. Yeah, I, I think at that point Phil Jackson just like man. You see, just, you, just get the rebound, bro. Just come on. Yeah, like just go out there, man. Did you see a price? He was like Dennis Rodman. He wrote a note. Dennis disgraced us. Dennis, this. Mike was like, ah, 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 ah. Like that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he the only person he had to uh, check on. Yeah. He just yep. had to he make like, sure he, he showed up. up. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's like the weirdest, best relationship I ever seen. Man. Like, <laughs> Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman. Like now, Dennis Rodman calling everybody out for still crying about the stuff in the documentary. Like that boy, Dennis Rodman is like the weirdest dude, but he a a one soldier. He like got his back. Got yeah, his he, back. he he low key. He he actually down for, and you know that's that shows the type of uh, relationship he had with Chuck Daly too. When he was with the Pistons, when Chuck Daly went to uh, New Jersey, he was broken. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he really had that type of relationship to be like, you know what I'm saying? In San Antonio, of course, he ain't had that type of relationship with nobody there. As soon as he got to San Antonio, David Robinson was just already judging him. So to have Jordan yeah. be as good as Jordan is and know what value he brings to the team, I'm I'm pretty sure that shit mean a lot to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he probably saved his life on a lot of was saying Detroit. Shit, but the shit that stands out is crazy with the fucking making up shit. That's the shit that yeah. <laughs> to yeah, make up shit just to perform better. That shit crazy. And they don't even need to. But the thing, I remember my yeah. high school coach, man. <laughs> my high school coach used to always tell us, man, like play this game, man. You gotta be a little bit to the left. I was like, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> but and it was right. You gotta be a crazy motherfucker, dog. <laughs> To be a yeah. out there, man. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, think episode was, ten was uh Brian Brian uh, Russell episode. Yeah, when he said he came mm-hmm. back to practice with him, and Brian Russell was like, "Man, why you retired, man? I could, I, you know, I could have guarded you." He was like, "From then on in, he was on my list." <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, this nigga put him on the list." <laughs> 
I knew I could go without him guarding <laughs> because he guarded on his toes and he was going to keep going. I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. Well, he's about to come back then. When he, uh, the second time he retired, in uh, 98, he came back. Dude called him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> came in there, whooped him. It's like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. you ever call me out of retirement and do this shit again? <laughs> he said, look around you. You don't see what's around you? <laughs> yeah, look around you. No damn banners, man. Like, who I am? Yeah. That boy Mike is a nut. Well, he also misunderstood. I think he like Kobe. Oh, yeah. He misunderstood. I, yeah, I, th- I think he highly misunderstood, man. As far as him being a tyrant and shit, man, that's just him wanting, wanting to elevate the team, man. I don't even think he's an asshole. Like, when it comes to like the media and the press, you know, some people just get tired of that shit. Like, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Like, he handled that shit pretty well, man. Yeah. Especially being. Yeah, like his only his only solitude was him being in his hotel room. Yeah, we take we take privacy for granted and shit. But imagine just being everywhere and everywhere you go, as people waiting to see you, waiting yeah. waiting for you to sign something, take a picture and all that shit. That shit makes like, sense. Everywhere you go, this is what everybody look like. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, put your phone down, man. Right. I, I think he handled that pretty well, man. Like, why? Media, they can come to Jordan. To the, even today, they're like, damn, why your jeans so wide? Why you got a hoop ear? <laughs> like, one. <laughs> he said, I seen the widest pair of jeans I've ever seen. And I said, make them wide. <laughs> like, hey, your pants do be wide in the bed, though. Wide ass, wide ass <laughs> jeans. Like, yeah, my, my, my pocket's wide, too. That's why. Have you noticed that they progressively gotten wide over the years? Like, <laughs> 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 this bitch just got wider as the years went by. That's that sneaker money. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Like we putting off some what more 11s. Another colorway of 11s. Make them wider. It was a good one, man. We we killed it this week, and uh, we wrapped up. That's the wrap up for the uh, last dance. That was the last episode. So, yeah, I'm gonna watch that boy again. Honestly, my son ain't watching with me, so I'm gonna watch, make him watch it. Now, when yeah, they do it, when they put it on Netflix, they gonna put it all together, or they just gonna do it just the same way. Cause usually they, they just had to. they gonna have them separate on the um they usually have have them separate so I, I think they 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 probably do a separate yeah an episode series but yeah you got yeah make <laughs> make your boy watch that man he can understand what's really it might what's up. yeah watch that and then watch an American Hero <laughs> Michael Jordan movie <laughs> stop it man <laughs> made for TV. <laughs> It wasn't ready, man. It wasn't ready. <laughs> hey, you know my man in jail, though. Dude who played Michael Jordan. Yeah, he killed his uh, either his ex-wife or his wife. Oh hell no! Yeah, his name is like uh, I think it's it's his name is Michael. Michael uh, Jace. Uh, Michael Jace. Michael Blordan, nigga. <laughs> D. George. He and, and guess what else he was on? He was on Soul Plane too. <laughs> 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 oh, 
that's what they get, man. Oh, man. Yo. So, make sure you watch uh, that. Yeah. It's all playing with the fake Michael Jordan. Shout out to y'all socials. We out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beats Gordy everywhere. Raw House everything. Concrete shows. Concrete with a K. Thank you for coming to check out the 808s and Drake podcast with the co-host from the Whatever podcast. We had a great show today. We had interviews from Adele and Cedric Maxwell. Thank you for tuning in. You Choice Radio. 808 and Drake, DS News.